On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers win their third game in a row. 104-101, the final score over the Atlanta Hawks, and it was the return of the big man, Joel Embiid. What did we see? We'll break it all down next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partners, always from theinquire.com. That will be Keith Pompey, Sixers Beat Writer. What's up, Keith? What's good, D? How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. Good win by the squad tonight over the Atlanta Hawks. We'll break it all down, talk about Joel Embiid, and again, look ahead to Tobias Harris a little bit also. Very good play from him over these last uh, few games, so we'll break it all down with the win. Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, talk about it all right here on Locked On 76ers. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And, of course, it's free and available wherever you do get your podcast, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76 as well. Keith, three-point win, down by as much as 16 points. The Sixers were early on. They trailed the Atlanta Hawks. Both teams played on Sunday night, so both had to travel. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks got off to a much better start, up by 16. And with the 76ers, they figured it out, closed it at, at the half by four, uh, tied it up after after three at 81 apiece, and then winning in the fourth quarter by three points overall, and they walk away with a 104-101 victory. Embiid had 30 in his comeback, eight boards, seven assists, uh, two block shots, two steals. Shake Milton, once again phenomenal, 21 points, Keith, uh, seven assists, five rebounds, no turnovers in 39 minutes and 33 seconds. And Tobias Harris, the double-double, 24-10 and 10 on the night for the veteran forward. Keith, they got the win. Uh, you talked about it on yesterday's episode that you needed to see against a better opponent. Uh, how did you how did you think they fared in this one uh, with the better opponent? You know, I was impressed. You know, I was really impressed. Um, you know, I, the, the thing is, you know, the thing that really impressed me was is that like all the guys that needed to step up stepped up. You know, like Shake started off a little slow, but then he got it going a little bit, right? Embiid, it seemed like, you know, I know he was trying to get his groove together a little bit, but it seems like he was trying too much to fit in, in my opinion. You know, Tobias Harris came back, um, did what he had to do. Um, Matisse Thibel, he only played like he played eight minutes, but he was out there and he was a, 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 a plus 12, a game high plus 12. You know, it got to a point where DeJounte Murray and, and Trey, Trey Young were attacking DeAnthony Melton. They weren't going after Matisse when they were on the floor together. So, you know, these guys stepped up and they all played well. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it was a good win. It was a quality win. Let's face it. The Sixers were in sixth place. Uh, Atlanta was in fifth. That was a, a matchup for the Sixers. And, and they played well. And they And they proved to me that they are a quality team. You know, they they don't have their all their stars back, but that was a quality one. It, it was against a good Atlanta team who did have all of their players. Clint Capella 
had the night off on Sunday in their loss to the Miami Heat. He came back tonight and he had 12, 16 rebounds, probably to go 10 points, double-double for him. Uh, for all five of their score, uh, starters scored in double figures, 16 for uh, Justin Holiday off the bench, all in the first half, Keith. So it looked like they were going to run away with this game, at least uh, make it tough for the Sixers. They would score, and then Atlanta would go on their run. And the Sixers would score and make a little bit of a run, Atlanta would counter that. And again, it just seemed like it was heading in that that way, but they did not let up. They they kept going. Uh, they kept picking and picking and picking and picking away at it. And, and one of the things that they did, Keith, that Doc Rivers talked about it after the game, you saw it in game, they went zone. And when they went zone, that changed kind of the complexion of, of their defense and helping turn things around and go the other way. Shots weren't falling as easily. The turnovers picked up. They had 11 turnovers in the second half, Keith. Overall, Atlanta did, and the Sixers only six to, to help lead and going the other way to get some extra baskets, get some extra shot opportunities. The Sixers were a plus eight. They had uh, eight more shot attempts than did – no, 12 more shot attempts, pardon me, than did the Atlanta Hawks. So that, that was a good defensive performance from them in the second in the second half to turn things over a little bit more and get themselves back into the game, especially in the second quarter, but in the second half winning it the way that they did. I would I would agree. I, w- I would have to agree. But you know what's funny to me, man? Um, how this is the NBA and, you know, you suppose to have the best athletes in the world and teams just crumble against the zone. You know what I mean? And, 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 it, Not it, everyone it, can shoot. <laughs> that, and, and that's what it is. That's what it is. It's kind of like nowadays, like, I mean, you think about it back in the day, they made you play man to man, but, but it was like, but at the same time, it was like there were better shooters back in the day. Right. But now, like, not everyone can shoot, and they do these zones, and it's kind of like the cheat code, so to speak. Like, you go to a zone, and certain teams, they can't shoot, and it's, it's just it, – it, it's mind-boggling. But, you know, it is smart to do it. And, and then, you know, Doc Rivers said one thing, like, a guy like Matisse Thibel, and he played in the zone defense in college, and he was a defensive player of the year. And yeah, so he knows how to navigate that zone. Um, and 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 uh, play very well in it. So you know, it it really worked out for him. But it, it's 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 kind of like the cheat code. But hey, man, if it's working, it's working. You know what I mean? It's part of the league. And once they implemented it and allowed it back into the NBA, you you do what you need to do. Uh, like Bill Belichick does every single week, he goes up against whatever that opponent is, and he adjusts his game plan to that opponent. And if it called for it in this one, then it called for it. And one thing that Doc Rivers mentioned, which is, you know, you have, you have to give a hat tip to him. He and the coaching staff recognized when they watched the film from Miami and Atlanta on Sunday that they played, I think he said, 80% of the game in zone. Uh, Miami did against Atlanta. And, and it worked. Again, they got an eight-point victory on the road against the Hawks team that has Trey Young, who we know can go off from beyond, a much better shooter over the course of his career as he's going along, DeJounte Murray. Uh, De- uh, DeAndre Hunter, a much better shooter. And, and that's one of the re- reasons, too, Keith, it's funny with their offseason, that you let someone like Kevin Herter go when he's such a really good shooter and, and you know, a, a zone buster, if you will. <laughs> when we say not a lot of teams, not a lot of guys can shoot, that guy can shoot. And he's doing so with the Sacramento Kings right now. So that might have been a personnel mistake by them. But it worked out for the Sixers, and that's something that that we've seen it happen against them. 
last night they did it against the the opposition and it worked in their favor this time. Yeah, but you know what? As much as that zone worked, the Sixers wouldn't have won the game if Joel Embiid didn't take over like in the fourth quarter. And you know what I mean? The zone was nice, but if Joel Embiid didn't take over and score the final eleven points, and if he didn't get that steal, you know what I mean? They'd have been talking about how yeah we overcame that zone. <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, you're right, huh? That's why you're a pro, man. Because now that's going to be our segue into our next conversation, Joel Embiid and his return. 30 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals. We'll talk about it next. His return against the Atlanta Hawks tonight after missing 4 games. What his impact meant? How did they look with him on the floor? We'll break it all down next right here on Locked On 76ers. And as we do that, i got to tell you about Tarot, the world's largest car-sharing marketplace Maybe you wanted to go to the game last night against Philadelphia and Atlanta, and you needed to find a way down to the sports complex here in Philadelphia. You didn't want to use your car. You didn't want to take a taxi cab. How dare you do that? Well, you go to Tiro. With Tiro, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip that you're going to do around the holiday time. It's coming up here shortly. Or get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get simply from A to B. Test drive the new electric vehicle you have had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. If you're traveling around like Keith does, maybe visit one of the many Tiro hosts that can even deliver the car right to you when you land at your hotel in, let's say, Cleveland. Next up for Keith Pompey. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Tiro.com. That's T-U-R-O.com. Do it today so you don't miss out on that nice vehicle that you need. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen today. For your second, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, the big fella, he was back, and he looked pretty good, especially in the second half. What did you make of his performance? It did, as you said, he looked a little, little uh, con- not confused, but just more of trying to figure out where to fit in and not disrupt what the success that they had with Milton and Melton and Harris so far going going forward. They did a lot of the stuff while he was out running the same type of offense, but those guys weren't hesitant and reluctant to make a move themselves and take over. And this one, what did you make of his performance and their performance off of him? Yeah, it was crazy because, I mean, I liked it, uh, but I didn't like it. I mean, uh, initially, because it's like they're trying to run the same offense. The only difference is that Montrez and and um, and B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed are more in the post. Joel was up in the perimeter. So it was kind of like guys would get the ball and then they would stop doing what they were doing and they would pass the ball out to him. And I felt like initially everybody looked uncomfortable. Like he looked uncomfortable because 
he was, I think instead of him being himself, he was making a conscious effort, like consciously thinking, I got to pass the ball. And what they were doing is, this is Joel, and I'm not going to dribble the ball. I'm going to give the ball to Joel. And it looked a little stagnant to me, like to be like, because it, it looked like they looked a little confused on what they were trying to do. And then you notice guys were driving to the lane, missing shots, things like that, right? But it got to a point where, you know, the thing that stood out to me was that this is Joel Embiid's team. He's the unquestioned leader of the team. Heading into the season, there were some people who were considering, is it Joel, was it James? I think that James is a leader, right? He's a leader of men. But I think when we get on the court, this is Joel's. Like, I mean, Joel scored, I believe. He what played. Was it about, hmm? What was it about it that really made stands out to make you say that right now, that really sunk in for you that he's the unquestioned Oh, no. Leader? Like, I mean, it's to a point where, I mean, I forget what the stat is, but I'm just, Joel has scored 30 or more points in probably like nine of 17 games. Like, I, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nine of 17. I mean, like, you know, and I get it. James had the 17 assists. He had 30 points going on early. But we got to understand it's like Joel is literally winning games for them. Like he scored the last 11 points. In one game, he scored 59 points where he scored all but one point in the fourth quarter. So when I'm, when I'm talking about stuff like that, um, uh, you know, when, when I'm talking about stuff like that, you know, it is it, one of those things where, come on, man, he's the guy. Now, again, James is the leader, the vocal leader. He's the guy making sure when he was playing, making sure everything happened during practice. But when you look at Joel now, Joel is that guy, dude. He's the man of the team. Now, again, you want him to play more of a team ball, team setting, but we can't we can't get it twisted. Like if mm. Joel and Pete, uh, the stuff that they did in these other games were great, but you're not winning the championship without Joel and B. You're just not. You're not. And and the thing is, with him, the way he's dominating to me is just saying, letting me know that he's the unquestioned leader of this team. Couple of numbers here well, as far as like, ball playing, huh? Uh, with his latest 30 point game, he has now scored at least 20 points in his last 11. Um, that ties him for the second longest active streak in the league, posted 20 or more in 12 of his 13 this season. Uh, and that's that stat is according to uh, Stathead. And he also, uh, as, as we talk about over the course of his career with the 76ers, 100 now. 22 career 30 point games ties him fourth with uh in franchise history with dr j so yeah the guy's pretty good (laughs) the guy's pretty good um 13 appearances he has six games of 35 and five keith so far this year so when you talk about the unquestioned leader for this basketball team i never questioned that as far as the game goes right you mentioned it he's not the vocal leader that we talk a lot about when it comes to some of these other teams where they lead that way and be maybe leads by example and leads by his performance on the court. 
he is the leader of the scene. This is his team. No question from me. This is his franchise, and they go as he goes. And while Harden and Maxie are, are terrific players and Tobias Harris in his own right, this is Joel Embiid's team. I don't think there's any question about it. But, yeah, I, I saw a lot of good things from him. Took him a while, as you mentioned, to get it going. But once he did in the second half, he he really got it going. Got to the free throw line, 12 for 13. You need a guy, whenever you need to call his number at the end, Keith, and you got a big guy who's going to get fouled, it's always good to have a guy who can shoot over 80% from the free throw line, isn't it? When he goes to the line and knocks those down in the key situation, that that plot, that play that he had after he made the jumper to give them the lead, 101-100 over DeJounte Murray. Weird defensive situation, by the way, by Atlanta, where Murray wound up on Embiid. And he took him right to the middle of the floor in the in the lot, low block, knocked down like a 13-footer fadeaway and give them the lead. On the other end, Keith, we talk about the 30 points, but this is the, the, the shot that Trey Young gets a, a running start, feels like he has a lob attempt to John Collins, and Joel Embiid drops back a little bit into the coverage and and messes the play up. He, he blocks the, the attempt on the pass, steal, whatever you want to call it, and picks up the loose ball, and that's when he goes and knocks down those two free throws to make it 103-100 and, and secure the win. So great offensive performance and that one big key defensive play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, and that's what it is. One, I mean, and the thing is, you know, the thing that stands out to me about Joel is, and I keep saying this over and over again, it's, it's one of those things where in the past he was always sluggish on the first game back, <laughs> always sluggish. That's not the case anymore. I mean, he was rusty, but he wasn't what I mean by sluggish. I should not sluggish out of shape. That's a yeah. better way. He wasn't yeah. out of shape. He wasn't out of shape when he returned from from the flu, you know, but in the past that used to always be that. So, you know, I'm impressed by him and, and the stats that you brought up too. Is you know pretty good, pretty good. You know I hate comparing people to. Oh no, and it wasn't a comparison. No, 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 no. it's a fact. But because you know why, and no offense, but like Nerlens Noel is my guy, but we was always comparing him to like Bill Russell and and all this other stuff. And when you do stuff and you have these stats, it kind of like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like like people look like. Come on now, you know that ain't Bill Russell. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. You know what I mean? It just becomes crazy. Where is Nerlens? He was with the Knicks. Where is he? Uh, Houston? I don't know. I think he's in Dallas, right? No, no, he's not in Dallas. He's in Detroit. He's in Detroit. He's in the D. In the D. Yeah, he got a contract from Detroit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right, man. Well, great stuff on Embiid. And uh, one guy that we don't neglect him because we do talk about him, but we need to talk about him a little bit more. We're going to dedicate the final segment to him. He had 24 points, 10 rebounds tonight, and uh, did a tremendous job uh, for the Sixers to keep them afloat early on in the game, and that's Tobias Harris. We'll discuss his impact on the game as well right here next on Locked On 76ers. But I also have to tell you that as we get into the holiday season and jobs are picking up and, and you're looking for some great candidates as a small business owner. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for a small business. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. 
And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Yes, LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and free. If I were looking for someone around the holiday season, I would most certainly go here to LinkedIn Jobs. And as I do so, make sure I'm looking for people that I feel confident are going to be able to do the job on time, the tardiness, all of those small things that mean a lot to a team that we put together for our small business and has a really good understanding of how we get things done uh, with our company. Then as we do that and I put the, you know, you can create a free job post on LinkedIn jobs. I would add, and I hope that you will, the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring like I would if I were. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. Uh, you listen, you're going to finish strong at the end of this year and you want to make sure you have the right people in place to start things the next season. So you want to have the right team members to help you out overall. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors because we find the right people. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. One job, one guy that's not looking for a job right now because he has one and he's doing it pretty well. It's Tobias Harris doing a pretty good job. 24 and 10 in the victory over the Atlanta Hawks, Keith. And he has been on a pretty good stretch himself when everyone else has been out. He has played really well, high level, putting up some big numbers, leading the team, the only starter. And when he was out with those, uh, injuries to his uh what was it his his hip left yeah. soreness uh, all he did was come back and step right in uh he has just been playing well 28 20 and 10 games in his career as a sixer the sixers are 22 and 6 in those games keith when he scores 20 and 10 in those games where they're 28 overall 22 and 6 that again, according to Stathead, third straight game of 20 points for him and the fourth time he has done so in the last five appearances. During that span, 23.7 seven rebounds, Keith, for the 76ers. Just quietly going about his business, doing his job. Yeah, yeah. I, I You know what? It's one of those things where, you know, I was always saying that when James comes back and Tyrese comes back, He's going to go back to being in the corner and doing all this other stuff, right? And I'm starting to think now that they need to get him more involved, right? I mean, and I, and I understand that there's not a lot of, like, things that's going around. But, you know, Shake Milton has been on fire. Mm -hmm. But he's been on fire partly because of Tobias's leadership and telling them, I need you to do this because Tobias is getting these guys moving the ball, passing the ball. I mean, he's been the constant out there. He has. And then also you look at it, like if Tobias Harris wasn't playing, as good as Shake Milton has been and all these other guys, Tobias is like, he hasn't always been the leading scorer, but he's, if he wasn't the leading scorer, he was number two, Right. And I think that he's been, like I said, the constant out there. Now, Shake has been balling, balling. 
Tremendous. But to, tremendous. But Tobias has been stepping up and doing things. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of people criti- critical of his contract, and their people are still going to say, like, you know, you could question if he's a max player or not. That's old. But the way, the way that he's playing recently, it, it makes people remind people of what he did when he was with the Clippers and why the Sixers went out and got him and why they paid him that money. They felt like they had to pay him that money mm-hmm. because he's producing. He's mm-hmm. producing. So when you said, you know, just a constant, yeah, someone that you can just count on, uh, I I go that same direction and say during this time, and even when James Harden got here, Tyrese Maxey took that, that next step in his development. Keith, I look at it and I, and I say that um, he's just been a, a professional and also a professional scorer in, in this case. And the key is the ball moves and then they find him and the ball finds him. And he's taking advantage of those extra touches, those opportunities that he's getting. And as we talk about Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton, George Niang, Paul Reed, Montrez Harrell, maybe even Furkan Korkmaz, when Harden and Maxi come back now that Embiid is there, we talk about Doc Rivers and the coaching staff figuring something out when it comes to the depth of the team and how deep they can go and, and adding those players into the mix of the rotation and, and trusting that he can call their numbers I also look at the Tobias Harris piece, as you mentioned, and it's also for the coaching staff and his teammates, specifically Embiid and Harris, I mean Harden, that yeah, we can count on Tobias. We can call a play for Tobias, and he might go out there and execute the play just like he has been doing over this course of these, these few games here. So I, I agree. You know, I tip my cap to him with what he's been able to do, keeping them afloat while those other guys are out. out. And when they come back, there's no reason to not find him some more touches throughout the game. Yeah, you're right. And it, like we say, saying might. I think he can make the play. I think that he's made the plays before. I just think that a lot of times, you know, I, I equate to some of the stuff we've seen with P.J. Tucker where people are real critical of him. And as you mentioned it, like sometimes he gets the ball late and he goes up and he doesn't have a rhythm, a flow, and the shot just looks crazy, right? It just looks crazy. And I think a lot of that has to do with Tobias. Like you're so used to – I mean, we think about it. He was a McDonald's All-American in high school. He was a one-and-done at Tennessee. You know, he goes to uh, Milwaukee. You know, he was a young rookie. He goes to Orlando, he's the man. He goes to Detroit, he's the man. He goes to the Clippers. And then all of a sudden, it's like you're playing a, a third role where you're not touching the ball, you're not doing anything. A lot of people can't do that, D. And then when you get the ball, it's kind of like, you know, it's like a hot potato because it's kind of like, okay, what do I do with it? Now, but here's the one thing. The one thing is like, there are certain players who are defensive minded, who who like don't have to touch the ball, who can be like a stellar three and D type of guy. Mm-hmm. But then there are other guys who are used to being extremely ball dominant, and a lot of them can't deal with it. That's and he's shown that he has. That's why I called him a pro. Yeah, a, a pro. 
Yep, a pro. Yep. Yeah. So, There's no, I wasn't knocking him by saying he might. I mean, you're not going to make every shot. No, so. no, no, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that wasn't a knock. I'm just saying, I just feel like he can. I, but, but, but some I do of the too. shots that he missed, I feel mm-hmm. like we look at, because like right now, like people are looking like, oh, wow. I mean, and they're, and they're doing the same thing with like Shake. Like people forget. Like, I mean, we could talk about this later, but there was a stretch right before the bubble where Shake could do no wrong. That, that's why that's why it was an easy call where we were discussing should he remain in the starting lineup when Ben came back with yeah, him yeah. in the backcourt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Remember Ben Ben slid to the power forward. And for keep JJ bit. in the starting lineup with yep. Jake and Ben and Joel and Tobias and go to work. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It was crazy. It was crazy. So and you know it, it, it's one of those things. So the good thing, this was a blessing, but you're right. Doc has, and we'll, I guess we could talk about that tomorrow, but, you know, Doc has a tough job now with this. He got to figure it out. And guess what? These guys were on the roster at the beginning of the year, so he knew they were there. So the, the depth hasn't changed. It's just more right. of giving them the opportunity. And that's funny because I remember one time, and we'll talk more about it, but one time I was – forget we were maybe in North Carolina somewhere, but we were on the road and it was recent. This, you know, sometimes the days we're running together. Right. And I asked him, I said, doc, like are guys seeing you stuff, seeing, are you seeing stuff that they're doing and they're showing you stuff and proving to you? He said, nah, we see them in practice. We see them. And I'm like, huh? Like, like, because it's like to a point, like, yo, the stuff that I'm seeing with some of these dudes, they look really good, yeah. you know, but yeah. it, it, but then I guess everyone can play, but uh, he has, a, they got it tough, man. They got to make decisions. Yeah, he will definitely have to make a decision. So, uh, well, listen, man, as always, always a fun one. And look, three games in a row that they've won and a pretty good win over the Atlanta Hawks, as you mentioned. We want to thank everybody for making – Locked On 76 is your first listen for your next one. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Keith, I told them where they can get our podcast. Where else can they find us? Well, definitely tomorrow night, they're going to, or tonight, they're going to find you from 1015 to midnight on the Divine Giving Show, right? Um, also, you can find my man D on twitter so make sure you follow d at divine g 975 you can also follow me on twitter at pompey on sixes and you can uh go to inquire.com and you can read my piece about shake milton and you can read and you can read my takeaways from uh to last night's game on where i'm saying you know uh mb's the unquestioned leader I'm talking about Matisse Seibel. We didn't really get into him, but where he's the, the elite defender and what he did, and also Tobias Harris needs to get more touches. All right. All right. Make sure you check him out, inquire.com. That's Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer extraordinaire. And we'll be back tomorrow talk a little more hoops with you for the 76ers as they prepare for another three-game road trip. Keith, thanks, man. Thank you, bro. Peace. Talk to you all. Peace.